Hello, America, and welcome to Thursday. Normally, it's Friday that we have Bill O'Reilly on, but I thought we would do it early this week because of the president's speech. Bill O'Reilly and everything you need to know in 60 seconds. Well, ready or not, here comes the lawn mowing season. Once again, your yard is going to start growing like well like a weed you have to stay on top of it and i don't know how much time you spend mowing your lawn but if you're spending a couple of hours hour and a half mowing the lawn we can cut that time in half with a zero turn lawn mower from uh uh, from hustler now you can get zero turn lawn mowers you know anywhere they're practically selling them at 7-eleven now and i would highly recommend that you try out go to home depot or wherever and and try other lawn mowers out then find a hustler dealer and test drive one of those. You will see the difference. These are the people that invented the technology back in the 50s and 60s and perfected it. And they've been making the professional lawnmowers for a long time that are meant to be, you know, used eight hours a day, six, you know, six days a week. Um, they're the ones that, you know, cut all the highway grass, et cetera, et cetera. And the, all of our football fields and parks. Hustler turf been around for a while Hustler Zero Turn Lawnmower been around since the 1960s. You will see the difference, and it will cut your uh, lawn in about half the time. HustlerTurf.com. Go there now. Find a Hustler dealer near you and test drive a uh, Hustler lawnmower. There's just nothing like it. HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. The new book that comes out, I think... Next Tuesday uh, from Bill O'Reilly is Killing the Mob, one of his best books yet, I think. Uh, Killing the Mob, available now for pre-order at BillOReilly.com or wherever you buy your books. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program, sir. Beck, thanks for having me in. You know, I think what happened to uh, President Biden last night about eight minutes into the speech is he, he segued into his Don Corleone voice. Luca, my, my great friend, you know... <laughs> That's he does was. have that. Yeah. yeah, he does. You know, he does. Oh, Budzini, I didn't know until today it was <laughs> Budzini all along. All right, that, that's what happened. He went. He saw right. the Godfather probably yeah, this week. Right. They playing it every hour right. on the hour, and he, he kind of just segued into his Don Corleone voice. So, so Bill, of, I would have to ahead. agree with you that it was yeah. the most boring speech. I mean, it was oh. relentlessly boring. Oh, but my God. I think it was extraordinarily important what he said. Well, I don't know about that. I didn't learn anything from the speech. Um, I, wow. And, and I don't think that Americans understand the big picture. And certainly right. Joe Biden doesn't understand what he's doing. I mean, he didn't. Oh, know. I think he does. I think I he does. Think so. No, I disagree 100%. He, hmm. The reason I'm saying this is that speech last night could have been written by Rod Serling. The Twilight Zone guy? Yeah. That's how unrealistic and uh, fantastical, word of the day for Stu, fantastical Thank that you, speech Bill. was. Mm-hmm. You Why do you say that? Because the country owes $28 trillion now. All right? uh-huh. And they have mm-hmm. to pay the United States and all of us who live here. We have to pay interest on that debt. To investors mm-hmm. who bought uh, bonds, to foreign countries, we mm-hmm. have to pay it. So Biden comes up, and last night alone, um, all his plans, I, I know you noticed this, there's a lot of plans, Beck. His plans. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. 
Um, we have the family plan and the COVID relief plan the infrastructure uh-huh. plan, the American uh-huh. jobs plans, a lot of plans. Uh-huh. And the uh-huh. plans add up just last night to $6 trillion. So I'm not a math whiz, but I'm going $28 trillion plus 6 is $34 trillion. Okay? So there are not enough wealthy people or evil corporations to even dent that. You can't, I mean, he's going up there, oh, we're going to give you everything. If you have a baby, we're going to pay for your babysitter. That's what he actually said. All right. So <laughs> child care is babysitting. Feds are going to pay. All right. Universal child care. What does that mean? That means if you don't have a job and you just want to get rid of the little tyke for five or six hours a day, the feds are going to pay. It's not necessary. You're not going to be tied into, well, you've got to work. No, it's universal childcare. Then pre-K, we're going to start our schooling at three years old. We'll pay for all of that because we're going to have to build new schools with new teachers and new facilities because three-year-olds is a little tough going into the school when they don't even know their name. Okay. Then When you get through the public schooling, and by the way, when you get into the public school, the federal government is going to order, if you want block grant money, you to teach critical race theory. And critical race theory is basically white people are bad. All right. Then you get through the school, and then we're going to pay for your community college. Now, why you can't pay three or four thousand for community college, I don't know, but Joe's going to do it. So then it's like ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. It's never going to happen. It's impossible, financially and structurally. But because of all that President Biden said, I have given him a new nickname, Beck, and I'm going to announce it on your program right now. Are you ready? Okay. I'm all at This is with respect. Forever on. President Biden should be known as. You ready? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Joe hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't say it yet, <laughs> Stu. Have you have you connected? No, have you have you uh, radio Stu, have you Fame, alerted Bill. the He's press? Radio have you Hall alerted the press yet? No. I just want to make sure we have everybody. Dude, Go ahead. Stepped on my line. Of course you did. <laughs> of course. Welcome to my world. The nickname is now Joey Warbucks, cousin of Daddy Warbucks from Annie fame. Joey Warbucks, okay? Hey, he's going to take out the big roll. He's going to peel, peel off a couple of tens. Hey, here I am. I'm Joey Warbucks. So this is crazy, all right? And, and anyone with a modicum of intelligence or any political science background at all or any economic background, anybody would know. So this is what amused me the most. Right after um, Joey Warbucks got off the stage, CBS took a snap poll of CBS viewers. And guess what? 85% of them liked the speech. Get 80, wow. 85% of CBS News viewers like the speech. That's like... Fox News taking a poll after a Trump speech. <laughs> it's the same thing. If you're not a Democrat leftist, you don't watch CBS News. Doesn't anybody understand that? So this whole thing to me 
It is. I, I'm going to revise my uh, disagreement with you. The speech was important because of the absurdity of it. But it wasn't important in the sense that any of this is ever going to happen. Let me make one more point. Mm. And this is an important point. At the end of the speech, Biden sneaks in a little border stuff. All right. It, that was not the border in the race was played down in the speech. Yes. And Biden says to the American people, you know, when I was vice president, my boss, Barack Obama, put me in charge of Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, and the root causes of migration into the USA. And I had that problem solved. Me, Joe Biden, I did it. But then Trump came in and wrecked it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You don't remember it, do you? It was at the end when everybody was somnambulant, another word of the day. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, please end this. All right. So he says that, that he, Joe Biden, solved the migration root cause. In the eight years Barack Obama was president and Biden was vice president, they deported more human beings from the United States than any other administration combined. But Joe solved it. So we're at a point now in America, because of the corrupt press, where you can go on, if you're a politician, and say anything. You can say, Godzilla is going to come on Thursday. So you better all, you know, hunker down. And it, it's fine. If Godzilla doesn't show up, ah, so he didn't come, he's late. This is the country we're living in now. And it's, it's a little frightening. So I want to ask you a couple of things, because um, what I picked up from the speech was that he's not. But other countries are questioning whether democracy can compete, you know, whether we are going to be fast enough to compete to to uh, win against these autocracies uh, in the 21st century. And I've talked to President Xi and President Putin, and they don't believe we can compete. Really? Our, our communist and and uh, and and uh, state killer don't think that America can win. Um, and he said, you know, we just have to move. We have to move. We have to move. This is important because of what he said to the press prior to. He met with some of the um, the trusted anchors, and I'm quoting him before the speech. He said, and I really believe, because I've spoken with over, I guess, by the time 25, 30 heads of state, including Putin and President uh, Xi, I had a two-hour conversation with him. And I'd, I've been convinced for a long time. Well, look, I doubt many of you would agree with me, but I, I think we're going to look. They're going to write history about this point in history, not about any of us in here, but about whether or not a democracy can function in the 21st century. Not a joke. Whether autocracy is the answer. They were my many discussions that I have had many times when I've met with President Z. Think about it. You know, things are moving so damn rapidly. Things are changing so rapidly in the world in science and technology, the whole range of other issues. The question is, is a democracy that's such a genius as ours? Can you get a consensus in the time frame that can compete with an autocracy? So when he was saying, pass it now, pass it now, pass it now, you've got to do it now. The world won't wait. He was setting up uh, that. Our democracy, as our republic is spelled out, is just not working. We have to make fundamental changes to the system because it's just not working. We look, all the American people agree. 
And there's just some people that are just stubborn and quite honestly, part of this this white racism and the systemic racism that um, that uh, just won't agree and won't help us move forward. And we've got to move. We got to change. I really think this was the the cornerstone speech to be able to come back maybe a year from now and say we tried it, but they won't move. I begged them, but they wouldn't move. Right. They won't do it. Well, that's the transformative philosophy that Barack Obama has. That's yes. what that is. But Joe yes. Biden doesn't know what he's saying. You don't think he really understands what he's saying, do you? Uh, I, I do, to some extent. I, I, I don't, don't think he's creating any of it. He doesn't um, know but I th- the bigger picture of what his acolytes are telling him. He doesn't understand that by printing $6 trillion, the U.S. Treasury Department will impose tremendous inflation on this country. Joe Biden doesn't know that. He doesn't know macroeconomics. So if you have money Bill, in the bank... Bill, I'm a high save, school graduate, and I know that. Uh, right. Okay, I'm a high school graduate. He doesn't know it in his diminished capacity. All right. He doesn't understand what he's saying as far as the repercussions of it or the unintended consequences of it. It's obvious because if you could, if, if I'm or you are interviewing Joe Biden, Beck or O'Reilly, and he's there, it's one-on-one, it would be a catastrophe for Mr. Biden. Would it not? A catastrophe because you could say no. to him, it, it, look, what you're proposing is socialism, Mr. President. That's what you're proposing. You want the government to control policing. That's what the George Floyd bill is all about. You want the government to control elections when clearly in a constitutional, that's the state purview. You want the government to control a private economy. All right. And the government is going to create the jobs. How many times last night did he say, we're going to create the jobs? How many? Yes. A, m- right, a million got, times if it were one. I got 18. Yeah. The government doesn't create jobs. The private sector does. Does Biden know that? No. Now, the people behind Biden know it. The speechwriter knows it. So basically what Biden was telling the United to the American people was, we don't really believe in this free marketplace anymore. We don't want capitalism. Correct. Capitalism and he does not. Let me take one. Let me take one minute break and make the case that Joe Biden knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and 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 just hear me out for a second, and because I'd love to hear your response. We'll do that in sixty seconds. First, let me tell you um, about our sponsor this half hour. Our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. Millions of Americans have had the quality of their lives directly and dramatically changed. By pain. I've met with members of this audience who have lived with pain for years. I have seen the tears of joy in their eyes that they never thought they would be able to have their life back. They never thought they would be able to ever experience another day without debilitating pain. It's been a miracle for so many people in this audience. And I I can't tell you that it's going to work for you, but 70% of the people who try it just for three weeks, they see the differences and they go back and they order more than just the trial package because it works for them. 
Now, it doesn't work for about 30%, but just for 20 bucks, you can find out. Just try it. Just try it and see if it works for you. 800-500-8384. Get your life back. Get out of pain. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 10-second station ID. Okay, Bill, let me just, yes. let me say, let me rephrase or, or reset in your mind the way we're looking at Joe Biden. Joe Biden is part of the elite, and yes, he is diminished capacity. But this conversation has been happening for a long time before he had diminished capacity. Um, when we started to do TARP, I know because I know people that were in that room they were they were saying at the time we have to violate the free market to save the free market, which didn't make any sense. Um, but they started down this road and they were looking for the exit strategy. It will come back to normal. It will come back to normal. We'll go back and we'll erase all that debt. Well, they tried. It didn't work. So what's the exit strategy? Then they started getting mixed up with, uh, you know, just money printing. The Fed printed $6 trillion and gave it to the banks just last year in the last right. 12 months. Um, and so there, there's no way out. So what's the exit strategy? The exit strategy is, and you've heard this for years, China is the new model. More of a, uh, an autocratic rule that the government makes a private uh, public partnership and we begin to move in a different way and we publicly invest now at the same time we know that all this money is going to cause inflation but the dollar is the reserve currency that writing has been on the wall for quite some time so as part of this great reset is a great financial reset but you can't reset the dollar unless the dollar is completely decimated so go ahead give it the juice and we'll put the structure in for it to collapse in. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I don't think he could he could have understood what you just said. <laughs> All right, so we just have a gentleman's disagreement. Okay. So if you if you look at Joe Biden's um history, he's always been a party guy. Never been an innovative guy, never been a creative guy. You know, plagiarism all over the place in his resume, as you know. All right. Yes. He's a party guy. They used to call him party hacks. I don't want to be disrespectful, but that's what he is. He's always done what he's told to do. Now he's the progressives run the party. Everybody knows that. There are very few, even moderate Democrats. Yeah, I don't think they're Biden even progressives is doing anymore. What he is told to do. Does he understand yes. what inflation is? How much money the Treasury printed just to fight covid no i talked to newt gingrich yesterday he was kind enough to have me on his podcast to talk about killing the mob and um we talked a little bit about politics before we got to the book and i said to uh the speaker who's a very smart guy you may not like him he's not a good predictor i mean he said trump is going to win in a landslide i went which trump are we talking about ivanka um because i knew that there was going to be a not a good thing is certainly not a landslide. But anyway, um, Gingrich said to me, 
the danger here is inflation, not that the economy is going to uh, collapse um, overnight because we're going to have consumer spending, which is going to be Correct. robust after COVID. But it will be a melt up. It will the, be a just rapid rise and then a crash. Right. But you can see it now in the price yes. of gas. Gas is way up. Grocery. Plywood. You know, I went to a restaurant today. They wanted $55 for a steak. I, I said, are you going to give me a couple of tires for my car with that? I mean, $55? So this is what's happening. But Biden doesn't understand that. He doesn't live in the real world. All right? He's, he's always been a marginal intellect. Always. Okay. And um, now he's in charge, and that's frightening. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about his proposals and what they mean uh, for unions and what they mean for you. Also, we'll talk a little bit about his new book, Killing the Mob, which you can order now, comes out next week. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I am not making this up. If the Joe Biden administration has their way, you will be allowed one hamburger a month. That's it. And I'm not making that up. One hamburger. It is only a certain amount of meat for every American. Uh, You know, that's to fight global warming. I think this is the way the Civil War started. You know, it was slavery. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's happening to meat? If you are getting only one hamburger a month, you better make sure that's one damn good hamburger. And the way to grill that is with a Rectech. Rectech can smoke it. It can bake it. It can grill it. It will make anything. It is the grill of grills. This was developed. This was designed and developed by grillers. The people, you know, who take it on the back of their truck and go around for all the grilling competitions. That's who designed this thing. It's built like a tank. It is fantastic. And it is competitively priced uh, and it shouldn't be, but it is because they cut out the middleman. I want you to A-B compare against whatever you can find on the market. Make sure you look at Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Don't forget BillOReilly.com as well. More with Bill next. We're with uh, Bill O'Reilly. And BillOReilly.com. We're going to talk about his new book that comes out uh, next week, early next week. You can pre-order it now at BillOReilly.com or wherever you get your books. It is called Killing the Mob. It is excellent. I think it's his best yet. Uh, make sure that you uh, pick up a copy. BillOReilly.com, Killing the Mob. Bill, um, y- yesterday uh, when President Biden gave his speech, he started with the white supremacists and the attack on the Capitol by white supremacists is the most lethal threat. He said that at the beginning. He said that at the end of his speech. Um, we all know that that is not true. I mean, did he forget the 88 bombing of the Senate? I mean, this is ridiculous. This is the biggest threat to our democracy since the Civil War. Um, it, it's, it was insanity to say that. He but is that saying back- things. Right. Go ahead. That just he- backs up my contention. He doesn't know what he's saying. That he just look the progressive okay, left. Okay, well, okay, then wait, 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 wait. Somebody does then. Yeah, somebody does. Let's say point. he doesn't, but somebody does. But now, wait a minute. They're saying things that are so out of step with the American people. If you look at what these policies, and I'm not saying that they're coming. I'm saying they are already here. In 
two years, police and crime off the charts as police leave more and more. Sure, schools are out of control. Correct. Destroying school, the infrastructure school. of law enforcement. Okay, hang on just a second. That, that's what they want to do. Hang on. I know. So help me out on strategy here. Crime and police out of control. Schools right. with critical race uh, out of control. People right. not working because they're living off the gum, uh, government. The spending of government. If the Fed even thinks about raising interest rates, the whole thing falls apart. Inflation is now not a matter of if or when. It's already here. Beside the corruption of the voting system in H.R. 1, court packing, et cetera, et cetera. What is their plan for two years down the road? Because they if if things were normal, they would be they'd have their heads handed to them in twenty twenty two. But they're not normal because there's no free press in America anymore. And that's the uh, tipping point. So once the corporate media threw in with the progressive left, the flow of honest information stopped. So you and I have both worked in corporate media. We know how corrupt it is, Beck, do we not? Yes, oh yes, we do. And we both started our own independent news agencies so that we could provide honest information, information that is not going to be provided by the giant corporations like AT&T and Comcast and Disney, they're not going to do it. Once they allied with the Democratic Party and the progressive left, which they obviously have, then the American people were left bereft of any kind of perspective on what's happening. So if you step back, I love that step back phrase, and you look at what the Biden administration wants to do, it wants to control policing. There's a bill that was just passed in the House that the federal government is going to tell the local and state police what to do. And if you don't do it, you're not going to get the money. That is a federal police force. It is absolutely unconstitutional, and And it is the last step to autocracy. Okay, so that's number one. Then they want to control public education. You must teach critical race theory, or you're not going to get the block grants, just like the police. Then they want to control, this is the progressive left by administration, the election process. That's what the HR1 bill is. You will accept every ballot that comes in. I don't care whether it has a name on it. Somebody could have done it in crayon. You're accepting it. And they can vote no matter what. You want to vote a week after? You go right ahead. So those are the big three. And then, of course, the humongous one that we saw last night is the government controls the private economy. The government creates the jobs. You add it all up, and you have a socialist system. Yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think that goes strong uh, strong enough because most people don't understand that. Uh, They think that's a nice word. It it is a an autocratic system. It is China. When you have, I mean, but there's a difference. So don't overstate it because because then people walk away. (laughs) Look, wait, China. How is that over? Wait, how is that overstating it? I'll tell okay. you, in China, if you don't do what you say, they punish you physically. 
All right. Okay, this will be punishing financially yes. for a time. They're going to punish financially, no doubt. All the achievers in America are going to be punished, and the evil corporations. But the evil corporations are going to pass all the extra tax they have to pay onto the folks. But the folks don't understand. They should. They put gas in their car. They know they're paying 80 cents a gallon more than they were before Biden was inaugurated. They should. But then Biden overwhelms them with the razzle-dazzle of, hey, we're going to pay for everything. Health care, we're picking it up. All right, don't worry about those premiums. Those health care premiums are going to get it. Hey, how about family leave? Five weeks. You're a small business owner? How are you going to replace somebody for five weeks? How? I'm a small business owner. If I lose my key staff members on family leave for five weeks, what do I do? Okay, so this is basically a blanket control of everything. And the media doesn't have to be controlled by the progressive left because they're already in. Look at them. Just name them down. All the people on ABC, CBS, and NBC, they're all in the tank. Is there one of them not in the tank? Look what happened in 60 Minutes, which was the finest journalistic enterprise on television in the world. Look what happened to it. They went down and did a hatchet job on the governor of Florida and couldn't defend it. It's over. So now the American people are going to have to fend for themselves. But as you pointed out, a lot of people just don't know what's happening because they're addicted to their devices. They spend their whole life on the machines. They don't know what's happening in the real world. And that's what the progressive left counts on, that and racial and gender division. All right? See, if you I, oppose I, us, I, you're a racist. It's, uh, it's nice to say that, uh, you know, and maybe it would be kind and gentle, not with a boot, uh, just with a nudge. Um, but once you go to the next administration with a system like this, you eventually do get a bullet to the head. It happens that way every single time. So, um, you know, you, you can only do so much. And then people, you know, the, the better angels among us, we wouldn't need laws if the better angels among us rose to the top on control and government. Um, there was a story yesterday that came out that said the um, the lies of the right and the misinformation spread so fast that they can never be corrected. And we must do something. That's right. That's you and that's you and me, Bill. Well, we've already been hammered. I mean, we've yes. already been hammered. I mean, they, they got me four years ago. Um, and, and look, every, everybody knows that game. The, the real turning point in this country is going to be the 2020 midterms. If the American 22. people don't see this and don't vote out the progressives in the House and the Senate, then... We're on our way to Sweden on steroids. That's what it's going to be. Central oh, government's going to control what we do, oh. how much we have. I would live in Sweden. Sweden, the people of Sweden are saying, look at what you're doing. That's not what we do. I mean, I've, I've seen the documentaries from Sweden saying, no, that's not what we do. I would live in Sweden over what's coming in a heartbeat. I they wish it were there. just as bad as Sweden. 
Yeah, I know they don't. The Swedish uh, they would help me move. doesn't want you. I know. I know. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, yeah. your book, uh, Killing the Mob. comes okay. out next week. It's out next week, and the overarch on this book is organized crime in America was the most powerful institution from the late 1940s until 1962. There was but wait a minute, no that's, that's about the... That's that's at the same time that the labor unions were finding well, the uh, zenith of their power. The labor unions back. <laughs> uh, oh wait, the mob! Oh, Shut God, up! Yeah. So from 1949 <laughs> until 1962, the organized crime was more powerful than the House of Representatives, more powerful than the Senate, more powerful than any governor, and you could make an argument they were more powerful than Eisenhower and uh, Truman. You can make an argument, okay? Now, how did they get that power? Well, it began in World War II. Did you know that the mob helped George Patton invade Europe? I bet you mm-hmm. didn't. Did you know I that did. the mob controlled the film industry in Hollywood? Bet you didn't. Did you know they controlled the early rock industry? All right, in the 50s? Bet you didn't. I did didn't you know, know that. that they controlled commerce? Through the Teamsters unions in America, what came in, what came out, how much it cost, did you know? Bet you did. What was the what, what was the thing that stopped them, Bill? How did Bobby they? Kennedy. How did we break that? Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy stopped them, and he's a hero. Whether you like the Kennedys or not, you oh, Bobby is killing the mob, and you. Yeah. This man, he was the only one. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, that's why I begin in the '30s with. Uh, John Dillinger, Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. Babyface yeah. Nelson, because that's when the FBI started. Because these guys were so bad, these mm-hmm. bank robbers, and they were going from state to state, and the state authorities couldn't control them. So that they formed the FBI. Young J. Edgar Hoover got the job. He and the FBI annihilated all of these gangsters. They annihilated them. It wasn't like, hey, you want to surrender? No. They right. saw them, they killed them. And so we got Al Capone, and then World War II happened. And then the mob made a deal with the U.S. government to help in the invasion of Europe. In return, mobsters from Sicily got free passage into the USA in 1946, and they came over in waves, and they took over all the unions, okay? And they took over Cuba, and they built Vegas, and they were everywhere. Now, nobody knows any of this. And Hoover did nothing. Why? We can't prove it, but we do put in the book accusations and allegations that the mob had stuff on Hoover. Gambling stuff and homosexual stuff. All right? I mm. can't prove that. And I say that clearly. Mm-hmm. But J. Edgar Hoover, it is a fact, did nothing. Nothing. There was no federal agency investigating organized crime other than Treasury. That's Elliot Ness, Al Capone. Okay. Yep. For all of those years until Bobby Kennedy became the attorney general, he single-handedly dismantled much of the mob's power. However, today, organized crime is still very powerful. And it's really amazing that it was Bobby Kennedy seeing that his father was really in with the, with the mob. We get into that. Uh, and, I talked uh, to the Kennedy yeah. family extensively about this. Bobby Kennedy was the last Kennedy son. 
the smallest right. physically. He was ignored Bill, by his father. Let's get into this uh, early next week. Maybe I'll have you on a couple of times next week. Great. Um, and uh, we can we can talk to you about uh, your new book, uh, Killing the Mob. It's a great book by Bill O'Reilly. You can get it now. Pre-order it. It comes out next week. When you pre-order, it's basically going to be shipped to you right away. Um, and you can get it from BillOReilly.com or wherever you buy your books. Bill, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks. I appreciate it, Beck. Bye. You bet. These days, cyber criminals are doing amazing things like taking over your phone account by tricking your phone company into assigning your online bank accounts or your phone number to a new SIM card. That way, they have basically assigned your bank account, your credit cards and everything else over to the cyber criminal. You almost admire these people if they were such dirtbags. I mean, (laughs) there's nothing... Nothing you can use your, your skill for that would be good for society. It's amazing to me. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity affect uh, all of our lives. Um, when they steal your identity, it can crush you. I have had LifeLock for a long, long time. They have saved my family from a few things. Uh, and if we've ever had any problems, they've been there to help clean it up. And that's really the difference with LifeLock. Not only, I think, are they the best in the business. I mean, they're the ones who really created this category back in the 90s. Um, and they also have a team that is just there to help clean anything up that they might have missed or you might have missed. It's LifeLock. So... Call LifeLock now at 1-800-LIFELOCK. Tell them that I sent you and you'll save 25% off your first year. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Make sure you use the promo code BECK. Or you can use that promo code BECK at uh, LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. I have to tell you, uh, Bill and I see the speech uh, quite differently, uh, and I think it's just because I've been studying this, and I I feel like I know what was coming our way and has been planned for quite some time. And you're seeing last night as a cornerstone stone speech for the last moves on the chessboard. Um, if you see what they've done, um, just in the speech last night, they're talking about they already control education. But have you noticed that they gave, you know, the schools asked for $25 billion for COVID. I think they gave them 50 or $80 billion on the first round and then $125 billion for what they asked for 25. Now he's not only empowering them through money and, and making the unions stronger there. He's also saying, oh, and we're going to indoctrinate your kids for another four years, starting at the age of three. There is control everywhere the federalizing of the police the control of the election the control and cleansing of the military the cleansing of the media the empowerment of the irs and the corruption of the fbi can you see the cage that they're building it's the glenn Beck program